They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings. And Brent, this is a big day on the podcast. This is an incredible day for everybody listening because this is the first time we've covered a movie where I have seen it and you have not. Also, happy 4th of July, Americans. I know we have some Canadians and people in England who listen to this mm-hmm. show, but today's not about you. Today's yeah. about the good old... Red, white, and blue. Well, put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. If I can uh, quote the great Toby Keith. <laughs> we should go to Nashville and, and thank him for his service. <laughs> uh, I do want to say, I do want to thank you, Gavin, for choosing a, a movie that is two and a half hours long. <laughs> I very much appreciate that, Gavin. You're very welcome. We are talking today with the very, very appropriate Independence Day ID4 on this, the American holiday of the 4th of July, the day when America became its own country and England took that big old L, am I right? Suck on it, Britain, <laughs> British, UK people. I don't know what, what you did. You you Brexited, I, I know that much. <laughs> If you are uh, if you're a British Patreon subscriber, you know what? Maybe we maybe we did you dirty. Maybe we did you. We dirty. don't want you. You you keep giving us money every month, but we don't want you. Just just know <laughs> we that we don't want your British pound. <laughs> the conversion makes everything look weird, uh, uh, isn't do, it, bruv? Yeah. Oh, all, all right. I do want to. I do want to. Let's give make a sh- fun of the people <laughs> that, are, that like us. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out uh, to our new uh, who to some of our newest Patreon subscribers over at patreon.com slash they're coming to get you. Want to give a shout out to longtime listener and fan Bailey Smith Garcia and mm-hmm. Michael Cately, who both joined at the Thanks for Bringing Him Up tier. So. Yeah, thanks for for joining us. And uh, if you're you're curious uh, as if what we got uh, over there. I, I don't know about the time of this recording, but we've already recorded two Patreon-exclusive episodes over there, mm-hmm. and you're going to get some uh, episodes early, and we have more stuff that's just Patreon-only coming your way. Yeah. But and it's still- just a way to support all the free shit we give you. Yeah, like you always say, if you don't pay us, you're stealing. Yeah, you're... You're a thief. Yeah. I, I guess because this is a horror movie podcast, it's like you're grave robbing. It's like you're digging up our graves mm-hmm. and taking our our rings. Just yeah, our, you, our fancy jewelry, our, our, our ice pieces, our Jesus pieces, all those. Our Reese's pieces. <laughs> it's more Reese's pieces for me. <laughs> you're actually Return of the Living Dead 2, which starts out with grave robbers. Oh. Okay. So, and by the way, if you're just listening to this one, yesterday we released Return of the Living Dead, one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, it's a tie-in with July 3rd when the movie takes place. Yeah, so there you go. But today, it's all about Independence Day. Brent, you've never seen this movie before. Not once. Was it one of those movies that people always freaked out about that you hadn't seen it? I think so. There's that and E.T., and there was another one that I just thought of recently where I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, Top Gun, because there's a lot of jet stuff in this movie oh. flying around. I've never never seen Top Gun either. Yeah. And I don't, it's, it's, I would have seen it by now if I had any interest, you know? Yeah, but I think Top Gun, though, is just you avoiding your true sexuality. 
you know that's true. You know that beach volleyball scene is going to get y'all hot and bothered, and you just mm-hmm. can't, and you're not ready to accept that about yourself yet. I know I'm I'm Maverick, and I'm getting a goose in my pants every time I think about it. <laughs> getting a uh, somebody pinching your ass every time you're like, have Have you seen Top Gun? Like, ooh, never ooh, mind. <laughs> I think I don't know. Uh, I yeah, I've never seen uh Independence Day. And obviously, we're doing this as a tie-in to July Fourth. But Gavin, uh, just off the top, can you can you say this is a horror movie? Because it's a horror movie podcast, and we've covered adjacent. Yeah, there are some stuff in this movie that's definitely like you could say is scary scenes. But overall, would you say this is a horror movie? I would say it's an action horror movie. Uh, so me and Stephanie watched this for the first time together since we were like kids. Like we, we didn't watch it as kids together, but her mm-hmm. and I both separately were watching it for the first time since we were kids. And I remember growing up, I had like the toys. I was super into this movie. I, I thought it was great. It was a, a fun summer blockbuster for some mm-hmm. reason, for some reason for her and I both watching this as adults, this movie was fucking scary. Like, it really, really scared me. And I do not know why. Just the destruction of the cities, just mm-hmm. the idea of, like, annihilation and not being prepared for invasion. Maybe when you're a kid, you're like, that's the, that's probably not going to happen. I, I, it, it's going to be fine. I don't have to worry about this. I've got parents. But as an adult, you're like, if somebody brings their giant 15-mile-wide flying saucer to a town and blows up a building, like, we are... We're screwed. And this, I know we joke a lot about it, but this came out pre-9-11 when, when mm-hmm. the idea of blowing up buildings and stuff was still like movie magic. And then we saw it happen. And now it's like, you know what? Somebody could just fucking do this if they really wanted to. So it really scared me in that way. Yeah. Watching uh, some of those city destruction scenes, 9-11 was what came to mind because you've got the, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be considered pyroclastic clouds or what uh, clouds of fire, essentially, and yeah. ash and stuff moving across cars and you can't not think of that the 911 footage of, of the, the stuff dust. the buildings yeah. falling and the people running and get being covered in and whatever the dust and whatever is in it uh, that's uh, that that's that disaster movie type shit that we, t- we may have talked about on one of our Patreon only episodes yes of stuff that scares me or is like it's not horror, but like uh, 2021, I think, is the movie, or The Day After Tomorrow. 2012, I think it was. 2012, yeah. yeah. That would have been two years ago. Tw- <laughs> 2021 was still scary, too, but that, uh, that for different Mayan, reasons. That Mayan <laughs> calendar, they're like, 2021? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, we were dyslexic. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. The, I thought, like, the scene destruction, it was really, really scary. And just the idea of, like, people on the rooftops, like, welcome aliens, and then they open up. And they blow mm-hmm. everything up, and it that for me was like scary. I'm some of the effects are a little dated, and I do have not some, everything's gonna hold up, you yeah. know. But overall, I still think it is a great movie. It really was a vehicle for Will Smith to take it to that next level as a as a superstar actor because this was like his first starring role after mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So this really like catapulted him to like that next level where he got to do such great things as Men in Black. He got to do uh, Hitch. Uh, he yep. got to do Wild Wild West, of course, that he famously When I roll into the Wild Wild West. <laughs> Jim West. I saw, I've seen that movie way too many times for as shitty as it is. That's that's one I've never seen. That's one it's, I would that that's what I would watch for this podcast just for us. It's uh, not good. <laughs> I've heard um, that. I've heard that. It was like a constant like HBO replay. Uh. And I would just watch it. 
Um, also, because I was thinking about, you know, this is horror or horror adjacent, but I was like, has Will Smith done a horror movie? And I go- I Googled it. Of course, I Am Legend yes. was the thing that came up. And that's, that is that is a horror movie. But I was, because somebody told me a long time ago that, like, they plotted out Will Smith's career to be a megastar. He's going to get the push. You got to have the, the sci-fi movie. You got to have the superhero movie. And I don't even know if somebody was just saying that theory. I don't know if that's true or anything, but you got to, you got to hit all the, the big movie. You got to have the rom-com and whatever. So yeah, he's going over brother. He's getting that push. Yeah. He's, and not, now he's still a mega star post, yeah. you know, slap. Yeah. Which seems weird to even have to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also all the disaster footage in here, I was like, man, this this isn't as scary as that slap to Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and his performance in King Richard. But uh, we so, Somebody should put the uh, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me on the <laughs> alien, like play it over the alien. Uh, did you know that uh, Will Smith famously turned down the Matrix to do Wild Wild West? Uh, I did hear that. Yeah, then yeah. I, like I could see him being in the Matrix. He, I think, it would be good. Yeah. Do you do you like Will Smith as an actor? I do. I like Will Smith, and I like watching his movie. I was like, man, I love him in this, and it made me forget about that time he assaulted Chris Rock in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, it really paints you in a negative light when you hit a person. Yeah, on I think TV. I yeah, I think he's funny. He's great in like like I said, Hitch and Men in Black is super funny. I mm-hmm. thought he's great in those. Even uh, his more dramatic stuff, like Seven Pounds and all of that. Concussion. Like, concussion, yeah. Uh, tell the truth. Tell the tell truth. Tell the truth. Yeah, it's, uh, he's, he's a great actor, and it really sucks that like, now his entire career is viewed through the lens of uh, his slap. wife, his, the slap, and his wife cheating on him, and him talking about it on the Red Table Talk or whatever. Getting cucked. Getting cucked in that hotel <laughs> cuck chair. Uh, we've got Bad Boys, uh, that series. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen any of those. The, I've seen the I've seen two and three. I never saw the uh, first, first one. one. Yeah, have it on DVD. Never watched it. Uh, Ali. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this? We've covered a lot of movies on this podcast. Is he the? He's probably the biggest movie star. This is also one of the biggest blockbustery blockbusters we've yeah, talked about. Yeah, absolutely. This is by far the most profitable movie, I think. <laughs> well, maybe not most profitable because Blair Witch made a lot of money. Yeah, uh, but, but Jaws was like a, yeah, a Jaws, prototype. Yeah, Jaws was a huge you know? blockbuster. And we've had stars like Kurt Russell, but Will Smith is. If you show a person a picture of Kurt Russell or Will Smith, they're going to know Will Smith every time. Yeah. So, yeah, this is by far the biggest movie we've ever covered. This is by far the biggest star we've ever covered. And there's all this Jeff Goldblum in it, too. Like, we got to show Jeff Goldblum some respect. And Jeff Goldblum yeah. is no stranger to the horror genre. He's very famously in The Fly, which I mm-hmm. want to cover at some point on here. An absolutely terrifying body horror film. And you've this has a great cast of people. You've got Bill Pullman, who mm-hmm. is in Wes Craven's The Serpent and the Rainbow. I haven't seen that. I own that one, but I it's we 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 have movies and like yeah, I own it. Never yeah, seen it. Yeah, you but, know, uh, it looks good on the shelf. It makes it makes it look real cultured. Yeah, but a Jurassic Park. We fought, forgot about Jeff Goldblum on that too. Yeah, Jeff. That's Goldblum. horror adjacent yeah. for sure. Uh, a life uh, finds uh, uh, a way. Yeah. Let me uh, have my shirt unbuttoned. One hundred percent. I'm, I'm mm. okay with that. But yeah. so as of so rewatching it, I was terrified. As a first time watcher, what did you think of Independence Day? It's a big movie. 
it's a it's a long runtime, but this is a big movie. We've got three or four stories happening at once that all seem to converge eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and this feels like a summer movie. Of course, it takes place in the summer. I watched it during the summer, but yeah. this does feel like this is a movie that's designed to get you out to the theater. Yeah, and that's exactly um, what it did. In it came out in ninety six. Ninety six. And that's I remember people going to see this movie. One of my neighbors got to see it before I did, and he was like quoting, and he's like, "Yeah." And then there, and then there's a part where he punches, and he goes, "Welcome to Earth." And what is that smell? Mm-hmm. What is that? And I didn't get to watch it till it was on video, but I remember, oh, yeah. I remember going to my local video store, which I think was a premier video, and they had so many copies, so many copies of Independence Day, and it, <clears throat> and to abbreviate it. Instead of calling it, it was called ID4. Like, you see that a lot in the marketing, like ID4, Independence Day mm-hmm. for the 4th. And just seeing that that plastic case with that ID4 and, like, getting, like, one of the last copies and being like, all right, we're going to go home and watch. And, it, and it, it was great. It was great. It was, it was a fun time. I had the, I got the toys for Christmas. And then as I watched it as an adult, I'm like, this is, <laughs> I don't want this to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, because that's one of those where I, don't, I wouldn't want it to happen, but also... What am I going to do about it? That's the thing is I can't do much about it. I'd turn into the guy, the 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 teenager that was in the van that he's like, you don't want to die a virgin, do you, baby? <laughs> I'd be like, well, world's about to end. Might as well try to get in one time and see producer wife. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be in the van with that teenage guy. And he's like, oh, you don't no. want to die a virgin, do you, Tear Hewn? And you're like, I guess not. Ah, oh, I guess. Uh, is uh, Randy Quaid really your dad? <laughs> I'm going to race my emotional support beer to the end of the world. I don't want to die a virgin. I'm trying to get a little stink on my hang down before this thing turns off. Also, how was uh, Randy Quaid's character not as crazy as real life Randy Quaid? Yeah, yeah. I remembered Randy Quaid being in this way more because he has he's, he's like the, the C storyline. Where he has been claiming for years, he lives in I guess the, like the the Nevada desert. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Wasn't really clear, and that's a you know when I've only seen a movie once, I'm gonna have to defer to you a lot. Yes. <laughs> where I'm like, well, listen, as an Independence Day expert and American, yeah. having um, having seen it at least twice, yeah, you know what you're talking about. But it is a very, I think it's a classic movie. It's definitely a big summer blockbuster that people can bust out 4th of July. And I think for the, I think there are some glaring plot holes, which we'll get to. And you may not be as well versed in them because you haven't been like watching internet memes or YouTube videos like the biggest plot holes in movies, Independence Day or yeah. whatever. But yeah, I, I think it holds up and it's still a great movie. Um, it's very scary. I will say that, um, Movie opens up with um, the uh, shadow go going over the moon, and we meet some mm-hmm. of the main primary characters. We meet the president. We meet Jeff Goldblum. They're getting like some sort of signal, like, is this actually aliens this time? They're like, no, no, it's not aliens. Uh, it is aliens. It's 100% aliens yeah. this time. This, ha- this movie is really hits the ground running. There's yeah. no dead spe- It's like, oh, the signal's coming. Then you're kind of off. The first, I watched... I, I'll separate in the first hour because I watch the first hour at the gym, <laughs> as I as I tend to do yeah. uh, with movies. So you know you want to watch a big blockbuster on the smallest screen that's cracked as, as you can <laughs> while you're on a stairmaster. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it just from the jump, like this movie, it really takes off. There's no beating around the bush. And I did. I was. I always knew this was like a Will Smith vehicle. 
But it's 21 minutes before we even see Will Smith in this movie. Yeah, it's the Bill Pullman and Jeff Goldblum show at the mm-hmm. beginning because they're trying to figure out, well, is this actually an alien signal that we've got coming in here? And then you've got those great lines from like, like the dad from the Wonder Years saying, like, uh, we know it's on an asteroid because it's slowing down. And they're like, what? Yeah. Now, is is the dad from the Wonder Years, is he the guy in like that Jeff Goldblum's control center that is like talking like this? Yeah. Is he that guy? Yeah. He, he, no, that's Harvey Firestein. Okay. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, I got to call my mother. I got to call my, my lawyer. Never mind my like, lawyer. It, uh, is he in a lot of stuff? Because you can't really like. Yeah. It's, it, you just have to cast the guy with the voice. Yeah. Like, there's Harvey, no other. Yeah. Harvey Firestein, he is a very well known. Um, I know the name. Yeah. He's a Broadway actor. Um, and he was in Mid Mrs. Doubtfire. He was in Mrs. Doubtfire as the guy that makes the prosthetics for Robin Williams' character. Okay. Yeah. That's been a while since I've seen that movie, too. Yeah. That's what we're watching next week. Yeah. We're going to. I would. Listen, I think at this point, if people are on board for some of the stuff we covered, they'd be like, I'd like to hear those two riff on the horror movie, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. I've heard some people who revisit Mrs. Doubtfire realize that Robin Williams is actually the villain. And he's very like manipulative to see his kids outside like a court order, mm-hmm. and he tra- he tries to kill Pierce Brosnan. So <laughs> I think if we go back and rewatch Mrs. Doubtfire, we may see it's actually a really tense family horror. <laughs> Do you think it'd be funny if uh, when he's about to get caught and he sticks his face in that pie, if he just put on a leather face, yeah. like leather face? <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, uh, if you watch Mrs. Doubtfire in Tennessee, it's the scariest thing because there's a man in drag. So yeah. it, it's well, a, hello. Well, hello. Oh no, not no, not <laughs> not not like this. Uh, but yeah, you got the the guy with the voice, uh, and he he plays a, a role till he doesn't in this movie. Yeah, everybody <laughs> when he gets yeah. gets the fire, the the fire, and you just have like a really good cast of characters, and they all kind of come together at the end. You've got all these stories. You've got the, the the president dealing with oh there might actually be aliens, and then you've got Will Smith who plays Captain Stephen Hiller who is a Marine pilot. He's on uh he's on leave for the Fourth of July with his hot hot girlfriend. Vivica Play- is a fox. Vivica is a fox. Yeah, Woo! playing Jasmine Dubrow. She has a last name according to I am Dubrow. So. <laughs> And she is an exotic dancer. I don't know why they made her an exotic dancer in this. Uh, there's I a, don't know. That's a that that felt like a choice. I it, it felt very out of place in this PG thirteen alien movie. Yeah, and it's also she's like stripping while the world's ending and nobody cares. <laughs> it's like when you try to do stand up on a burlesque show and it's just like nobody there's boobs. Yeah. So it's like nobody cares about your jokes when the, you're just the waiting room for boobs essentially. What's, what's really funny too is that Vivica a. Fox is very hot. Like she's very mm-hmm. attractive. And I think when she's dancing, it's like maybe four or five in the afternoon. She's too hot to be there at four or five in the afternoon. <laughs> that is not a four or five o'clock. You're not afternoon crew. That's yeah. You ain't the afternoon crew where it's just like somebody <laughs> who got off their construction site a little early because he got rained out. <laughs> like I don't know what. To, come on, come on, Jet. I get dance for me, I guess. Also, I I guess I doubt I the I doubt the people that would be in the strip club during. The event when all these flying saucers appear would actually care about the flying saucer. You you went to the strip club <laughs> during this event, but you're glued to the TV. 
Oh. I would imagine you're like, hey, let me feel something before <laughs> before I die. And you don't want to die feel. virgin, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe you know what? Listen, I, I maybe they're walking down the street. They're like, there's a flying saucer. I I need to get in somewhere where there's a TV. Oh, here's yeah. the local gentleman's club. Yeah. You know, one guy went home after that, and his wife was like, "Why are you covered in glitter?" And he's like, "But baby, I had to get into shelter." <laughs> And if that shelter had a lap dance, then so be it. So I went. I walked into Wild Wild Chest. <laughs> when I roll into the Wild Wild Chest, you don't want to see my hand. Where, where your hips be at? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was well done. You're a you're a real talent. I need you to know that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, we've we've got uh, Jeff Goldblum is uh, I don't know divorced from his wife, and uh, we see uh, a lot of his dad Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Uh, played, um, played by actor Judd Hirsch. It's just yeah. it's Judd Hirsch playing himself. Julius so, Levinson is, yeah. would be his name. They're very Jewish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which say. is fine. Which yeah. is fine. Which is fine. We're, we're we're not trying to be Roseanne on Theo Vaughn show. Okay, mm-hmm. we think it's perfectly fine that there are Jewish representation in Independence Day. <laughs> Just wanted to make I don't, it. Nobody was even saying anything about it. I just it. want to make it. I, just, I don't want to. I know I'm brave for saying that. <laughs> Jewish people, you're welcome on their coming to get you. I I applaud you, good sir. Thank you. I know I might catch some heat for that, but Jews are okay. <laughs> In my book. In my book. Which is the Torah, by the way. <laughs> you read it right to left. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I but, think it uh, is. I become a man today. Bob Mitzvah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to, so you meet all the characters, but let's get to the real bread and butter of Independence mm-hmm. Day and what sets it apart from other alien movies. And that is the destruction. Because you have the saucers, they, they... These aren't even saucers. These are cities, whatever yeah. these ships they're like, are. You know? They're like 15 miles wide. They're, they're the size of cities. They, they fly into the atmosphere, and they start taking position above like all of our big monuments, all of our... Uh, D.C., yeah, uh, New York. New York, Mon- L.A. were the first ones, I yeah. think. Yeah. And when I was in D.C. recently for a trip, I told people I was going on an Independence Day tour for every like side I went to. I was like, oh, the White House. Did you see that in Independence Day? Oh, there's the there's the Capitol. Oh, man, I love seeing the sights from the 1996 film Independence Day. Yeah, as opposed to just American history. But... I would love to do that in D.C., just open up like an in- a tour of Independence Day sites and be like, that's just the Capitol. That's just the Capitol. Yeah. And, and But then you would see like... Some random scene in a movie. Here's where actually where Robert Loggia uh, <laughs> took a phone call or something. <laughs> or just like get other things. Just make it about all the movies. Independence Day, you could be like, this is where the Declaration of Independence was stolen in National Treasure. Nick Cage took a shit in this church right here. <laughs> it's to find Ben Franklin's glasses. It's incredible. But you have the scene and... I think even though it is almost 30 years ago, the idea of people not taking warning and just mm-hmm. going up on rooftops and being like, take us with you, welcome, we love you, 
because we meet one stripper who is our dancer stripper. I think strippers still okay. I think we still call them strippers, right? Exotic dancer. Exotic dancers. An exotic dancer. Titty uh, dancer. That's what we like to call yo, them. Oh, they got them tassels on their titties. Uh, <laughs> but you have. Not the, if it's a good club. Uh, if, it's a, if it's a juice bar, you they ever, can get full naked. You ever been to a strip club? I've been to several strip clubs because when I worked in radio, we had to do remote broadcasts where they send you out to like do like, hey, what's going on? I'm at the I'm at the car lot. Come get a car. That we had to. I went to a strip club every Saturday for like an entire summer uh, to broadcast. Me too, and I wasn't even in radio. <laughs> the broadcast like, hey everybody, it's Gavin hanging out here on 103 GBF broadcasting live from the Pony. We got the twin our lap dance that's going on tonight. Come on down. The girls are so hot. Uh, that is, you would have to do that kind of stuff. Yes, I had to do that kind of stuff, and it got to the point where uh, I would get paid like 150 bucks to be there, cash. It, it, it was great. I'd be there for like two hours. I'd just sit. I'd do my breaks, and I get to leave. I was mm-hmm. the only guy who left a strip club with more money than than I went in with. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And but what was cool is uh, because I was there, and the girls saw me so much, I just started like being friends with them as like just regular people. Like, oh hey, Gavin. hey Pegasus, hey Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> actually, so I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, so actually, my radio, I've, I've been on a, pretty much every format of radio station except like country. I've been yeah. on them all. And for some reason, I thought I needed to have like a different persona for each one. So the station I would go with most of all was like uh, the station called 103 GBF. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, the River City Rocker. So they played like your Godsmack. And it was kind of like a butt rock station. Alternative. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that what it's called? Butt rock? A lot of lot lot of butt rock, and they call it butt butt rock because a lot of radio stations say we play nothing but rock. So it's, okay. so it's like butt rock, and it's clever. Um, and it was so when I was on that station, I had to like be more of a, per, a more of a personality. So it'd be like Slurms McKenzie. Yeah, I so I was I swear to God, um, <laughs> I was Gavin Static. That was your name, yeah, Gavin like, Static. It's Gavin Static hanging out here on 103 GBF, hanging out here live at the Pony. Come on down, the girls are hot. Get yourself a lap dance for just twenty dollars, and they got that one hour private room. Come on down here; it's gonna be a great time. The girls are so hot, and they're waiting for you. I'm Gavin Static for 103 GBF. Wow! Get back! I was gonna do Godsmack Voodoo. <laughs> we both knew. We both knew. Godsmack. <laughs> yeah. When I think of butt rock, it's nothing but Godsmack. <laughs> when, I do like God, Godsmack. I don't know if you do, but uh, I've seen Godsmack in concert. I I think they're I think they're fine. I, I, I enjoy <laughs> But it's like that ah, music. You know? Stand yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I've been to a strip club. But like I was saying, I just kind of befriended the girls, and I like. Yeah. I'm, I'm still friends with one of them. And she's super mm-hmm. nice. And one time I told her I was getting headaches, and she brought me like an amethyst crystal. She's like, "Put this under your pillow; it might help." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I mean, that's uh, thank you." <laughs> did it work? Did you do it? I did. I I couldn't tell a difference really, but it was nice. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but but it was nice of her to do that. Yeah, she didn't have to do that at all. Yeah, she's like, "Here you go," and she's like, "You want you want rub? You want a little rub down?" And I was like, nah, <laughs> amethyst, "Amethyst is fine. We good." <laughs> Yeah, I don't have twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, but now this uh, is on the house. <laughs> How, on what the- were the names? Did you have names that you remember? There was, there were a couple. There were, there was one girl who was named Bambi. Okay, and I went around telling everybody it's because her mom got shot in front of her. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, <laughs> there was a girl named. Uh, there was like. Um, 
Yeah, there was there's like Bambi, just your normal ones. Uh, care what 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 was her? There was like Lexi. Ra- I'm sure there was a co- Lexi, luxury car. Yeah, there, there's like Lexi, London, Raven, things okay. like that. But they were all was Raven like a gothic girl? Um, she was so Raven actually. It, it was Raven. Oh so was, no, Raven. Yeah, Raven either way, I'm in. So <laughs> Raven was probably like the, the dark haired goth girl where it's like, oh, this one's kind of doing something for me a little. Living bit. dead girl. Wow, <laughs> me. Yeah, but they were all super sweet, and they're all really nice. I think a lot of dancers get, like, a really bad rap, but most of them are just really sweet girls who are just trying to make the best of their situation oh, yeah. and make some money. And they don't – and everybody thinks that they're being exploited. They're really not. They're exploiting us because they get up there, dance for, like, two songs, and get money thrown at them. So if you want to get out there and dance, I absolutely fucking respect it. The athleticism it takes to get up there on that pole – and do that trick. Not everybody can do it, so I absolutely respect the sex work of exotic dancers. Yeah. So get out make, there, make the money, make that do it. money, make the make those <laughs> make those chuds pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I I'm all for it. If you got the body and you want to do that, by all means, go do it. Absolutely. So a little bit of a tangent there that people seem to enjoy, but yeah, that though that those, those are true stories. Like I had to go to a strip club every Saturday for like a summer. Now, so, were you in a relationship then? I was not. I was okay. Not, I but I don't think anybody like if I had said like Stephanie, I gotta go. She'd be like, okay, that's fine. Let's go. We'll we'll go together. Like I don't care. Oh, she's going with you. She would if I needed to go, but we don't. But we're both tired most of the time now. Like we're like we're yeah. It never comes up for date night. We're like, you want to go miniature golfing and see the titties? Like no. <laughs> No. Yeah, with the the golf's closed. Uh, you just I, drive by the I, golf course, and I did take uh, the girl I was dating at the time who had been been with for a while, but we were kind of on the outs anyway. And I was like, "Hey, I need need to go with me." And it was awkward for her. Like it was fun, but it was kind of awkward. So it's not for everybody because I've been to two, and I'm like, I, I'm I'm not a bar type guy anyway. Yeah, I'm not either. But it's just. Uh, yeah, I've been to two. I've been to the, to the Dollhouse in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> the Dollhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Girls, <laughs> girls, girls. It was the magician that opened up the like the date the daytime friendly shows at the comedy club. Uh-huh. And then he's like, "You guys want to go to the Dollhouse?" And then we <laughs> went there, and then it turns out his girlfriend worked there. <laughs> so I don't know if he was like bringing in customers, like it was like a, a work. <laughs> where he's like roping us in, uh, but yeah, and uh, his I won't say his name, but uh, he was like, we went to the bars in Myrtle Beach after the show, which again I'm not a bar guy, but it was Ooh. hey went in Myrtle Beach as they say, and uh, <laughs> get an airbrush T-shirt, and he was like doing My magic. My grandfather says that actually went yeah, in Myrtle yeah. Beach. You get a <laughs> life sucks then then she blows shirt. Or yeah. <laughs> It ain't going to suck itself. <laughs> but uh, the, the magician was doing magic for girls at the bars. Like, <laughs> ooh, like really, what, I I have a track on my first album called David Copperfield. <laughs> which, about it. I haven't even listened to that out al- that track for a while, so it's probably not good. But uh, <laughs> but he was like but kissing girls and doing tricks. And then we go to the strip club. He's like, hey, guys, this is my girlfriend. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't know if you have an arrangement, but uh, I mean, to be fair, that's the best trick, which is like make the girlfriend disappear while yeah. I'm out copping a feel. <laughs> yeah, cop a feel. But yeah, so uh, we, she she's working at the at the strip club to support her kid, which I assume is is not Will Smith's kid. Yeah, he's, not, he's not like, hey, son. You know, <laughs> he's like, what the? He definitely has like that awkward, like I'm here banging your mom. 
and yeah. we're kind of cool, but but we're not like you're you're not mine. So I don't pissing know. with the door open, <laughs> just real. Yeah, just I don't like anybody that that can piss the door and then also look out a window while while pissing because then you're gonna make eye contact with somebody while you're peeing. I that's what I I specifically <laughs> look out the window for somebody to look at me. But I do like the heart of gold dancers. Like I'm gonna go up there. She's like, don't go up there. Tiffany, don't mm-hmm. go up there. Don't go. And she's mm-hmm. like, the first time she gets off work, she's like, I'm going to go on this building. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you got those, uh, you know, the, uh, Bill Pullman's like, uh, you got to stay in your house. And uh, like, I, I can't imagine with what we had with COVID when they're like, hey, stay in your house. And people are like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, or they're like, uh, please tell Los Angeles citizens to not shoot the <laughs> And see, that is so fucking like, it was a joke in 1996, but people were shooting that fucking Chinese balloon like yeah. four months ago. Like, stop shooting at the balloon. So just in gen- like Fourth of July, uh, you know, is today or coming up at the time of this recording, and it's like the every year they got to be like, please don't shoot firearms into the air. <laughs> You're just like, god damn, so, right. just don't do that. <laughs> like, like don't invite your Samity Sam to your barbecue. He's gonna yeah. tarnation and start shooting in the sky. <laughs> put and it in reverse, Terry. Put it, put it, put it. Oh, Terry, no, go, Terry, <laughs> Lord. I was, I need to somebody who's more talented. Us, please give us a photo of Terry backing away from the Independence Day explosions. <laughs> <laughs> but which, and if you're not familiar with the Terry bit, just put just go on YouTube and type in "put it in reverse Terry." Oh god, if, it's a real treat of a video. It's the <laughs> it's the most American thing. Like I can't celebrate the Fourth of July without watching this man in a wheelchair not put it in reverse. I'm calling it now. Terry's the most annoying character for this season. <laughs> no, I like Terry. Terry's, Terry's a good guy. As far as I know, he's, he's good, good people. Guy. He's a good guy. And he, he, it doesn't seem like he like tried to become like a celebrity off of it either. He's just like a guy in a in a, in a chair who could. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cameo. Hey, can you light the fireworks next to you again for my friend? <laughs> uh, Brent, aren't you on cameo? I'm on cameo. Yeah, if you want me to light fireworks next to my friend, I'll do it. <laughs> But you have the scene where it, it's really a slow build. Jeff Goldblum dis, uh, discovers that there's a, a countdown going on with his. They're Mac- using their own, Earth's own satellites to communicate. Yeah, they're using a Earth. They're using the Earth satellite mm-hmm. to transmit it, and he has a perfect countdown to the second. They're all in position, and then again, watching this for the first time in many many years, all the way through, because it's always on HBO and TNT and stuff. And you're like Independence Day all day, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. But I forgot just how long and prolonged the destruction scenes are because you see like the clips in the trailer of like the White House blowing up and the Chrysler building blowing up. But it's like a lot of cars in the air, the big fireballs and whatnot. It's very prolonged and it is it's very scary because theoretically it could happen if there's like a nuclear war or somebody decides to just nuke stuff or fly planes into buildings. It's it's mm-hmm. very possible that that we've seen in the past thirty years, and it's it's one th- it's scary for the the sheer like a, the moment of attack, but it's also scary to see how people react during and after the attack. Yeah, society just crumbles in an instant. Yeah, where like as soon as somebody 
one of those laser things came down, I'd be in a Best Buy getting all the flat screens, <laughs> just looting, getting <laughs> shoes, you know, <laughs> like, I gotta look good for the apocalypse. I gotta look good in these J's. Gotta, yeah. I gotta look but it's like life. the people be just, we devolve so quickly during a moment of chaos. Oh, 100%. Um, one fun fact about the uh, destruction scenes, this movie holds the record for the most miniatures used in, okay. in any film of all time. And because we now rely so much on CGI and computer effects, that's probably a record that will never be broken. Because they use so many mm -hmm. miniatures of the buildings, of the cities, and there's a bunch of shots of it. And you're like, it, it looks good with like the cars and the buses and they they really blew up like a miniature White House and a Capitol, and, mm -hmm. and and they did it, and it looks so much better than just doing like a full CGI thing. Because there's something we, we we talk about this with like horror movies, like with practical effects. There's mm -hmm. something so pure and artistic about using miniatures or practical effects that that you really don't get the feeling of like scale or it being real when you just do CGI. At least with the miniatures, it's real. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a, a physical thing as opposed to green screen or a guy in a green screen uh, suit or whatever. So it's like it, it holds up so well because it's real. And I think the best special effects nowadays are it's a blend of the two. It's practical and CGI, you know? Oh, for sure. And that's why a movie like this is far more impactful than a movie like Transformers where it's all just like CGI polygons smashing into each other for 45 minutes at a time, and you're like, I, I feel nothing because I know this isn't real. Yeah, I saw the the new one last week, Transformers. How was it? Uh, Fine. Okay. That, that's my... Ask me how the third one was. How was the third one? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't it's seen the same the as like the Fast and Furious movies. It's I, fine. I haven't, seen know? The, I haven't seen the last two yet, so I didn't see the last Transformers because I, I hated the one with Mark Wahlberg so much. I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm done for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're fine. I go, they're a popcorn movie. I, yeah. you don't have to see the last two to see this one. Yes, uh, <laughs> you get the idea. One thing I did say about this because I, I, I took some notes. Uh, uh up to this point, one thing, uh, the people in the Nevada town with Randy Quaid, they are very obsessed with the idea that these aliens fucked Randy Quaid. They, yeah, keep, they, they, they bring it up to him in the, in the diner. They're 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 talking shit about him on the news. It's like mm -hmm. why do you, sexually? Why do you care so much if Randy Quaid got his dick wet with some ETs? I don't know that it was his weenie. I think it was his butt. Oh, his uh, his bussy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a uh, was for a veteran and uh, just flying. He he fertilizes or crop dust the wrong field, <laughs> and then just chugging directly from the bottle. I mean. Driving drunk is one thing, but flying, flying like, mm -hmm. at least you could, like, stop if you're driving drunk. Not yeah. that I've ever done it, but I assume yeah. Yeah. you could just park. But, like, you got to be aware, especially in those little planes. Those are always the ones that crash. You oh, know? yeah. for th Those are ones that, like, an engine stalls out and you just free fall for no reason. Yeah. But, yeah, there, he's, he's uh, you know, 10 years ago. He was abducted, and it looks like this has been a long con because, like we had with um, what's the the alien movie we just watched, The Faculty. Mm -hmm. The premise of that one is, oh, our planet's drying up, and they're going to want to use our resources. I feel like that's a common trope, even 
like this did it first independence day but it's like our planet is uh uninhabitable essentially i think is what the premise is yeah and we got to come take over your planet because you got that h2o yeah got that the one. halloween h2o <laughs> we got that halloween h2o baby <laughs> and the aliens here they just come and they just want to like have war and like destroy everything and like move on like they, like they really don't they just want to like strip mine our planet and like take our resources and like just fly on out of there. Yeah, and it, you have the scene where they're telepathic too, mm-hmm. and he communicates with the one scientist to the president, and he's like, "We can have peace," and he's like, "You know, peace. There's no whatever. He's no yeah, peace no or whatever." Peace. And, yeah. And, and so uh, you, how do you? I go ahead. Um, I was also gonna say real quick uh, with the destruction scene. I love a cheesy, there's a fireball coming towards us, but but if we duck down this one maintenance hallway, we're going to be safe. And also, the dog jumping into into the hallway just in the nick of time really, really just put a cherry on top of this otherwise terrifying scene of actual destruction. Now, do you know who that dog was? Uh, was that the dog from Poltergeist, who would later go on to star in The Goosebumps? Uh, no, that's the dog from Homeward Bound, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's uh, a, his cousin's Airbud, actually. He told me. Yeah, several yeah. of the Airbuds, if we're <laughs> being honest. Listen, I don't know if you guys know this. This is a podcast first. I just want to give a little bit of a legal advice. Um, there's no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Ain't no rule. <laughs> Ain't no rule. Listen, listen. All I know is you. I know we made gay marriage legal and whatnot, and that's <laughs> disgusting. But there ain't no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> we should do Airbud on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I would love to do Airbud. I've never even seen any of those. I also like, like the idea of a hardcore conservative who hates gay marriage, but it's okay with a dog yeah. playing basketball. Well, that's just what God wanted. Yeah. It's man's best friend. <laughs> and Not I- Adam and Steve. <laughs> He's a good point guard. What, what can I say? Yeah. yeah, the destruction scenes, I think, are the probably the real highlight of this movie. And yeah. they do go on for so long. And it's... The sheer size of, you know, they're like, oh, the spaceships are spread out over 15 miles in space. And it's, you know, that's, I don't know if it's a very real fear, but the fear of what are you going to do about it? You can't do anything, you know? And I do wonder, and here's something that I I was thinking of during this. So they they go to all the major cities like D.C., New York, Los Angeles. But are we okay in the Midwest for a while? Are we, like, okay? I mean, I live in Indianapolis. You're in Evansville, Indiana. Yeah. And what's your address? <laughs> uh, it's uh, 123 <laughs> Fake Street. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> mine too. But it, it's like they're attacking the the big cities, and you've got the Randy Quaid and his people that seem to be like RV dwellers. And yeah. They might have it. Like those tiny house people now, or like yeah. those van life people, they might have it. At least they'd survive for a little bit, you know? Yeah, because like, we're, we're just having, hey, I'm a, I'm a travel blogger. Yeah, I'm just driving yeah. away from the UFO. Just got to get to these mountains here. And be yeah. sure to be be sure to hit that like button and subscribe for new uploads every day as I try to avoid the giant alien ship. <laughs> Even though the, the somehow the internet still works, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So you, like you've got the people. I was thinking that too, because I you know if you don't live in a major major city, you 
you're probably fine for a little bit. I think Robert Loja says in 36 hours, all the biggest cities will be taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then you, then you, I guess that's probably, if you're watching this movie, you're like, okay, would I be fine? Cause I'm thinking what else would they get? Phillies, a couple cities in Texas. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's so many, so much of the country that just, eh, yeah, you know it's where let, we do comedy. It's where we do most of our comedy. Yeah, it's like just I don't flyover country. You know, <laughs> like I don't think they're gonna go after the at the, in, to the chuckle bucket up in Janesville, Wisconsin. I yeah, think they're gonna Owens be okay. And... It's like I, listen, I've got to listen. Don't I'm there on that weekend. I need to. I, I need this money. Okay. I'm yeah, featuring... I need the two fifty and no hotel, please. <laughs> I'm featuring for a hypnotist, and I need this money. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, what else, what other highlights of this movie for uh, you? Big other highlights for me is, of course, you have the scene where Will Smith's character has the dog fight, where mm-hmm. they have the play, and that, for me, kind of looked like, and eh, the graphics could have been better, but, I mean, it's a 30-year-old movie, it still looks pretty good, but just the idea of all these, the, the big ships having itty-bitty ships in them as well, and just, mm-hmm. I love a good dog fight, um, one of my, there's this great movie called Top Gun, that has some great. Never heard of her. That has some really good major guns from WCW. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you've got uh, top. It's you've got dog fighting. You've got the plane stuff. It reminds me a lot of Star Wars as well. Like that's what it was. Where it's like yeah. Red Leader. To yeah. Right, Red Leader. Whatever. And like yeah. the canyon stuff. And I did like the way that he outsmarted it by like pulling the parachute and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And grounding it. So I thought that scene was super cool. It shows him as like a cool pilot. Of course, he has like one friend. Who is like his, funny, pretty funny in the pretty, movie? Pretty funny. It's his goose who has to die immediately. Yeah, he he like a that's like a memorable character that's kind of in and out. You yeah, know? you're like I, I I did not remember him from the movie, and I was like I don't think he's in this later. He is not. And no, then, he's not. And then he dies for sure. Um, but then you've got the iconic scene of like Will Smith opening up the the hatch and getting to see the alien for the first time. And what do you think about about the alien design? As somebody, had you seen the designs before seeing this movie? No, um, and I, I didn't know because they showed it briefly. I obviously what they did in the movie they couldn't do this, but I like the idea of never even showing the aliens. I like never knowing because whenever you show an alien in a movie, it's always disappointing because it's either tentacles or the big grays. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, I'd rather just leave it up to my imagination, you know? I get that for sure. And I think that's what they did kind of with uh, when we talked about our uh, scariest movie moment, moments episode on Patreon, where we talked about the movie Signs a little bit. Where we talked about Signs mm-hmm. and how the alien, when you see it at the birthday party, is very scary because it's in kind of in shadow and you, your your mind fills in the blank. But when they show the alien later on, you're like, it's got a facial hair for some reason. It's just kind of like ugly and gross and not very scary. Yeah. What what's in our minds is scarier than what's on the screen. Oh, 100% absolutely. But I do think that the designs for this are pretty cool. I think it is is a distinct design that that definitely goes the extra mile and isn't just like a gray or a little green man. Uh, now, what's with the alien design of it? There's like an alien inside the alien, like it's a Russian doll of Yes, and then there's an alien inside of that alien and in that alien there <laughs> is a gift card. Uh Oh shit, for DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I've I've said before on that, like I, 
I'm not a huge alien movie guy. Mm-hmm. I like the thing pretty much. And I did enjoy the, like the men in black ones, uh, the, the movies, but especially I don't like a tentacle monster. I think it, you, it's like kind of a, just a blob essentially I, when it becomes tentacles, you know, you like, you don't like tentacle monsters outside of your, uh, Japanese hentai. That's true. Yeah. That it's fine that you're okay with. Yeah, you get a you get a tentacle job from a, a big breasted um, Independence Day alien. Independence Day alien. Hold on, can we pause? I gotta just uh, do something real quick. Oh no! Uh, why are okay, you, I'm back. Why are you fapping? He's fapping everybody. He's just cranking the hog. That's that M Night Shyamalan movie, The Fappening. <laughs> But it, so essentially, like like the big alien is just like a biometric suit or something. It's like a living suit. And yeah, then kind of the 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 the, the spaceships have the shield. This is a shield. Yeah, and then the inside alien. you've got like a little gooey guy, a little a little jelly bean kind of inside. Yeah, and I think it's cool. Like when they actually capture one and they're and they're like talking to it in Area Fifty One or whatever. When everybody's kind of coming mm-hmm. together, and they're telepathic or whatever. No vocal cords. No, no vocal cords, but they can like communicate telepathically, and that's how they take over the, the doctor. Be like, no peace, only war, blah blah, <clears throat> and whatnot. But I, I did write down, um, they're they're threatening them, and then somebody's finally like, is this bulletproof glass? And they're like, no. And I wrote, they light that fucking alien up. <laughs> they just you gotta empty the clip, dog. They you don't empty, know what this thing's capable of. They empty of. the clip, and he like flies back. And then the uh, Adam Baldwin just goes and like shoots him in the head. You got to. You got to shoot him. In the you got to do a headshot. Double tap. Double tap. But I think <clears throat> like that is a great scene. Just it makes them. Do you find the aliens in this scary? Uh no. But I. It's just by the nature of being an alien movie. I don't. Yeah, and I and I, I understand that. Um, but course. I thought it was a cool scene, because, you know, the way he communicates through the scientist and everything. And I love the idea of Area 51 because I'm it, it, for a guy that doesn't like alien movies. I'm always interested in alien stuff. Yeah, because you're like sense. a because you're like a big cryptid fan and you kind of dabble in conspiracy theories a little bit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I love I love the idea of all that UFOs and all that stuff. It's just I've never really watch alien movies for some reason. But I liked, you know, Area 51 is super interesting because, you know, I think there's stuff that w- nobody talks about. But w- what they do in there, that's a, a whole different story, you know? There's only one man brave enough to talk about what happens in Area 51, and that's Tom DeLonge of Blink-182. Mm-hmm. He is a, he's a brave man who's getting answers for us, and and he's a real great American, all I can say. there There is a good episode of Joe Rogan. Uh, which I never thought I'd say. No, it's, it's one with a guy named Bob Lazar who claims to have worked at Area 51 and smuggled out the, a new element. Now, whether that is true or not, I don't know. But it's that's a fun story, at least, to it's uh, an element from a, a UFO. What if like you found- some kind of what's that? No, so like some sort of like actual new element, like uh, like the on the periodic table, the yeah. Periodic table. Oh wow! What if that new element we found out was just the Baconator? What if it was just he? he That's smuggled, delicious. <laughs> he smuggled out. He's like, what is this? Oh my god! Is this two all beef patties <laughs> and special shot sauce, lettuce, cheese? No, that's a different <laughs> company. But what if the hamburgers are square? Oh my god! Is that the element? 
It's like you got <laughs> copper, you got uh, gold, you got zinc, you got copper, you got square meat. <laughs> <laughs> I I do love all that stuff, and I, I that was a question I had. Uh, yeah, hamburgers is what I'm talking about. <laughs> like square meat and copper. Mm. I'm really big in. I love White Castle and Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> do you believe in aliens? I think we have to. There's no way the universe is this big and there's nothing else out there. We had there has to be something else going on. I guess the other question is, do you think aliens have visited Earth? I think probably at some point. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they that they, they might walk among us right now and we wouldn't know. We would We need know. some sunglasses. We need some sunglasses. <laughs> My god, obey Roddy consume. Piper. And I'm being sort of uh, I, I'm being sort of sarcastic, but I mean there has to be something else out there. You can't just have they do we really think it's just us out here out, out here up, up in this bitch? Yeah, if if you, you know, believe that the universe is infinite and then there's other universe all that shit. I don't know, but it's it's more fun to believe all that stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. Instead of just like it's just us, and I mean, I know the Earth is only two thousand years old. Like I know that as a fact. And they put the dinosaurs on our planet to confuse our faith. Yeah, and then the predators came and helped us build the pyramids. So that was nice of them. That's true. That was nice of them to do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I believe in that. I, I try not to think about it too much though, because if I start thinking about like how old the Earth is and like how expensive it, it really starts to, like fuck with me and freak me out. And I think that's mm-hmm. why why this movie scared me because as an adult, like I, I'm more, I've got. Uh, that that big brain energy where I'm like, well, I've taken college classes about science stuff. What else is out there? Oh, God, th- this could happen. I don't like this. Look at the big brain on Gavin. Look at the big brain on Brent over here. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that there there has to be something. Will we ever make contact? Maybe we already have. Maybe we already are. I don't know. These yeah. iPhones getting pretty fucking fancy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and and it's the, the I love the, the idea of Area Fifty One because then it kind of like leans into the lore of aliens and oh, there's stuff that we know about, and even Judd Hirsch brings up Roswell, the crash, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I I like that it plays into that because yeah. you know I just think it's more fun to have a backstory and and lore to to aliens. So I was reading some of the fun facts and one of the fun facts is that the US military was so down with this movie they were like they were going to let them film on like low location and mm-hmm. in the capital and like wherever they wanted on military bases until they found out Area 51 was referenced and they pulled all their support. And what does that tell you? They right like, there. What they hiding? What are they hiding in there? <laughs> I want to see the aliens. I want to clap <clears> them <throat> cheeks. I want to clap them alien cheeks. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I want I want them to throw it back, <laughs> throw it back, and then phone home on this dick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I I I love that uh, the telekinesis or the telepathy scene, mm-hmm. and we have the other alien bodies. I I don't buy that uh, Will Smith learns to drive a, a spaceship in zero seconds. Okay, I'm going to get get to the plot holes here in just a second. Okay. But I do want to say, the other scary part is just how useless our weapons are. They're firing tomahawks. At one point, they shoot a nuke over Houston. Yeah. Which, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's Houston. Who cares? <laughs> and nothing no. of value is lost. Unless you're a Patreon <laughs> subscriber, then Houston, yeah. we love you, baby. <laughs> and we don't There's... have a problem. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> But uh, it's very ineffective. Okay, so now let's talk about the glaring plot holes in this movie that people mm-hmm. are very hung up on still 30 years later. They realize our weapons are ineffective. And Judd Hirsch is like, get up off the floor. You're going to catch a cold. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, what'd you say? And he's like, uh, he's like, oh my God. So Jeff Goldblum somehow develops a virus on his Mac PowerBook to upload. Computers and the internet always work way better in movies. Yeah. Listen, I know now, in the year 2023, I need to have a dongle on my phone of a certain size so I can put headphones on it. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know what you need. So to assume that the MacBook Power, that the Mac PowerBook is going to be able to communicate with the mothership and that he can communicate and that he can like develop a virus for it is pretty far fetched. I mean, it's there's already aliens, but it's how many times are you willing to spend your disbelief? You know, yeah. If you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. But actually, I wanted to bring up that plot hole about the computer virus and the MacBook because mm-hmm. there's actually a deleted scene that shows how he develops it and how he makes it work. And they cut it from the movie, and it's in like the extended version or whatever. I, I didn't watch that version, but he basically just uses like the the spaceship they have to like figure it out. Okay. So it's still pretty far fetched to be like, I got a dongle that'll just it's it's fine it's it's universal it's a universal dongle for an alien spaceship, but yeah. yes, also like you said, Will Smith knowing how to he's he's like I, I've seen these maneuvers and I've I've seen these uh, in action I've seen how they I know maneuver what's, yeah it's like I've seen a Lamborghini drive I can't do that. Yeah, it takes me about a day when I get a rental to kind of figure out where everything is, you know? Like, and well, the cars are about all the same anymore, but still, I got to figure out where all the buttons are and stuff. Well, it's a good thing he, he wasn't given like a 2023 Chevy Malibu that, yeah. he, that he got from a Hertz rent-a-car. I'd, I would drive that spaceship like a rental. I don't care. I bought the insurance. <laughs> I paid the $30. I can do what I want with it. But how do you uh, – and, of course, we have to talk about this because had you heard the speech before uh, that, that the president gives? Um, no. And what was that – what speech are you talking about? The Oh, my God. The, the speech – okay. Let me go ahead and pull it up here because I'm going I'm, I'm to say it. Is it the My Fellow Americans? Yes. And uh, I, I want to read it because it's so good. I'm just going to pull it up here. Speech text. Let's see. da 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 <laughs> Uh, the alien's foul slime, by the way, was really KY jelly. No. Which is Hot. no surprise to anybody. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Good morning. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircrafts from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist, and should we win today, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as a day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We will, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. And that's thank not you. me fapping. That's thank, me clapping over Thank here. you. Thank you. Yes, I'm very good. <clears throat> that speech is so well known. It was used. I took a college class on like speech and rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And they used this speech as like an example of like a great speech. It's short, to the point, 
and it's uh you know if you put a little emphasis in it and and uh and you know deliver it with some fervor it's a good speech it's a, it's a good speech i want a real president to give that speech just out of and nowhere see who notices be hey, like, was that the id4 speech <laughs> Did you see Sleepy Joe up there? Did you see Brandon <laughs> talking about aerial battles? Looks like he fell asleep with TBS on again. Yeah, it's uh, he accidentally gives a speech from Independence Day, or you know, he's given like uh, the speech from any given Sunday or some shit like that. You Listen, know? I, I I like Joe Biden. I, I think he's I, I I do like him. Sorry, whatever. But I I do like it. But I just imagine him giving the end speech from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, just like we were a jock, a nerd, an outcast, a thug, or whatever. Be like, don't you forget, forget about me? But it's yeah, a, I, I, it's a good that speech. speech for sure. Yeah, and that speech almost transcends the movie when you're using it in like college classes to be like, here's mm-hmm. a fuck, here's like Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech, mm-hmm. "The City on the Hill" by Reagan, and then like that fucking President Whitmore on Independence Day really knew how to rile up a crowd. That's true. He he got him on his side. Yeah. Would you what what's your favorite fictional president? Uh <laughs> ooh. I really like David Palmer from 24. Okay, I've never seen that show. Uh he was the first black president before Obama. Oh, what but was uh was um what's his face from Shawshank? Was he a black president too? Morgan Freeman? Yeah. I don't I don't think so. The David Palmer on uh, twenty four. It's played by the Allstate guy. Okay, whose name I can't remember. Where we're we're in good hands. Yeah, we're we're, we're <clears throat> in good hands. I do like in this movie how they kind of show different parts of the world and how it's they're affected as well. It's more of you know, it's called Independence Day, so it's going to be yeah the United States, but you get to see you know France and Britain and you know wh- wherever else the yeah. the the pyramids. Cause it's sh- like that's what I mean by this is a big movie. Yeah, this is global. You know. Yeah. So then you have the the big aerial battle. Of course, the president's a former fighter pilot, so he has to get in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the president's wife dies. Also, it's not it's not it, it's sad, but whatever. Uh, mama's sleeping. I'm, I'm mama's asleep now. Mm-hmm. And I you do have the scene between like the the Jasmine and the president's wife, and she's like, "What do you do for a living?" He's like, "I'm a dancer. Ah, oh, ballet." And she's yeah. like exotic, and he's like, "Oh, it's like yeah. and she's it's like you. You can't be like having that. Like the world just ended. Like don't don't be mad at her for showing a titty. Okay, my like, pearls. My, oh, oh no, no <laughs> wonder. This is what the Lord has wrath on us. <laughs> this is your this fault. Is, why do you think the aliens rained down on us? It's because <laughs> you showed your titties <laughs> for dollars. Yeah, bands will make her dance." <laughs> <laughs> I love that this podcast is mostly us making references to fucking parts of songs. Not even like, hey. but I, you know what? It's part of this show's charm and I love it very mm-hmm. much. But you have the big aerial battle at the end and they upload the virus to, to the mothership. They manage to, mm-hmm. also, they don't, they don't know if they'll have air in this fucking alien spaceship. They're like, we, we trust it. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah, and the the inside of this spaceship is so big, it's like it's so another roomy. world. Yeah, it's so roomy. Uh, well, well, the mothership is huge, but like the the ship that Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith on, it's perfect for human size. It's like they're like, well, in case any humans ever need to fly this, we'll we'll have their accommodations. Yeah, I'm and well, and the the scientist even says they're not so different 
than us, you know? Yeah. Once you get the, past the technology, they're kind of, I don't know what he says, flimsy or whatever. And you know? at the end of the day, we found out we weren't so different after all. You and I, except for we won, bitch. Oh, aliens taking L, America, everybody. Uh, but yeah, they go up to the, the, the giant spaceship, and it, it's like a huge world. They've got ships everywhere. They 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 dock. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Different kind. <laughs> they they do actual docking, um, and then they they upload the virus, and they are able to. Get get that going. So the, the shields are down. They're able to like fire all the missiles at it and then fight it. And then here comes Randy. Qu- they let Randy Quaid, drunk pilot of top like 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 a top cat or whatever, like like a Tomcat fighter jet. Yeah, like how 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 many people had to die before they're like, yeah, get up in there, Randy Quaid. They're and they're letting anybody like anybody with any flight experience, anybody you, you know, there's like one guy who had like Microsoft Flight Simulator 1993. Like, ah, this is my chance. <laughs> yeah, and it, like you know, Randy Quaid just came out of the bathroom, was like, "Shitters full," <laughs> and then it's it's like, I don't know how many movies he's been in, but it's like that you can't not see Cousin Eddie. <laughs> you the know, only, like, the only ones I really see him in are like the. Lampoon movies, the yeah the, vacation the, ones, the vacation movies, and then this. I can't, re- I can't remember really anything else he's been in. If you no, I can't. I'm sure he's been in more, but yeah, um, yeah, just letting. And he sacrifices himself for his kids. Yeah, he manages. He's out of missiles. Everybody's out of missiles, and they miss like because the, they're about to use their big laser again to break it to, to destroy everything. Area fifty one. Yeah, which what's the big uh. Like, what's the refractory period on that big laser? Like, do, do they use it once? They're like, baby, I need some water. Yeah, I, ca- I can't two in a night. God damn. <laughs> I got to give me like a day and a half so I can get in, <laughs> get, get in a different position. Before well, that, this this movie is very video game. Because it's a, like in a video game, you would have to wait till they open up those little shutter things mm-hmm. to shoot the, th- the laser. And then you got to attack it. That way. That's yeah. a video game trope right there, the, you know? Yeah, and the timing on that is very, it's a very slim window. Because if your missile does not hit there at the exact right moment, uh, everybody You're dying. Dead. Again. You're dying yeah. again. And, and the president flying the plane, I mean. Yeah. and uh, the, Everybody else is dead, but let, let's let the president go up there. So And so Randy Quaid, like, sacrifices of, hey, boys, I'm back. And flies mm-hmm. in there, and, and it blows up, and everything dies in it, or whatever. And then the president's like, get on the horn, let everybody in the world know how to defeat these people, defeat these bastards. And it's like, not everybody has a full air arsenal. Like, I'm pretty sure Uganda, they're not like, oh, yes, perfect. Now we can just, now we know how to beat these people. Perfect. I love this no, for us. Are, no offense, but are they going to hang out over Uganda? You know? I mean, like, they gotta, I mean, they gotta get everywhere. They gotta get everywhere. Yeah, but that's that's like I don't know what if you look at the U.S.'s military budget compared to everybody else, it's like, well, you better fly those jets over to everywhere else because we're about <laughs> to be taken over. How much fuel you got in this? Because we got uh, you, you got some trips to make for sure. I I don't believe that the U.S. was out of missiles. I just can't. <laughs> you only put four on there. I think we should have had more. Um, yeah, I've seen plenty of underfunded schools that there's more missiles on this. That's true. Yeah, but 
It's a good ending. I, I think it's fun. And then you have the scene where they deploy the nuke in the mothership and they have to like do the Jeff Goldblum literally says must go faster, must go faster, mm-hmm. which is a fun little Easter egg. And they get out just in the nick of time. I am concerned, though. I am a little concerned. Again, nitpicky mindset. They just nuked a mothership not that far away from Earth. So, yeah, all the shit raining down. We're, as as we're recording, we're uh, suffering from Canadian wildfires. <laughs> yes. The smoke from that, you know? Yeah. Well, not only do you have the, the just basically fucking mothership shrapnel hurling towards every part of Earth, yeah. uh, but you also have... you. So you shoot these giant ships down. They gotta fucking land somewhere. So it's like, well, we took it out, but now it's landed and is has now crushed every major city. Yeah, well, there's the scene of I th- was it Vivica Fox or whatever. She's like, what about the people on top? Where they just didn't give a shit about all the RV people up there. Where they knew that the aliens were coming in, and they just didn't think to let everybody know. <laughs> this is a like, lot. What of- <laughs> a bunch of pieces of shit. I also. <laughs> I also wrote in my notes, uh, man, these aliens fucking hate RVs. Because they, like, when they attacked the Air Force base earlier, like, they were missing, like, planes. They 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 were sniping, like, RVs, like, we hate your recreational vehicle. You don't get to go on vacation with your family. Parking it on the, on the street, <laughs> junking it up. <laughs> but, but oh, yeah, yeah, we... We get the, and then I think what to your point, Gavin, the mothership is in space, so I think it's just gonna stay. It's gonna float in space, but the stuff they shoot down over Area Fifty One, that's just gonna rain down. Yeah. But I guess it's let's deal with that problem when it comes, because if we don't, yeah, we're dead either way. You know. Absolutely, and I will say that they kind of dealt with this in Star Wars: uh, The Force Awakens. Where you see, like, in uh, Jakar, the, the the one space planet, where you see, like, the Star Destroyers had crashed on the planet and just, like, in the sand. Mm-hmm. So, and there is a sequel to this. There's Independence Day Resurgence that came out 20 years after that I saw one time in the theaters. And aside from the ending with a giant Godzilla-sized alien, I can't remember a single thing from that movie. Yeah, I have, I've never, surprisingly, I've never seen the sequel to a movie that I just watched, but... I think it was okay. Uh, I don't think it was, I don't think it was super good, and it wasn't very well received. It's like, eh. But it it's was always fu- it's when it's 20 years removed and like, let's do another one. I'm like, well... Well, that's why I'm worried about Beetlejuice. Like, I'm very worried about Beetlejuice. I think, but some movies you just kind of think are going to be good, and mm-hmm. I don't think... That'll be bad. Mm-hmm. But then other movies, you're just like, we didn't, nobody asked for this, you know? I mean, to be fair, Top Gun Maverick was a movie I had very little interest in. And mm-hmm. it was legitimately probably my favorite movie of 2022. Mm-hmm. And that's one where it's like, nobody was asking for a sequel, but they made one. It's like, this is incredible. This is incredible storytelling. It's incredible stunt work. So maybe. So it, it can be done where you have this legacy sequel come back and really kickstart the series again but man independence day resurgence was not that kickstart yeah and i said weren't they gonna do more i think they were i don't know if they're going to now because i don't think independence day did super uh the the sequel did very well at the box office and also this movie's already big then the thing is you gotta be they gotta make jaws bigger yeah you gotta make it bigger bigger jaws you know jaws by the way kingpin is another movie randy quaid was in Oh, okay. Um, this movie, actually, the opening, the budget for this movie was $75 million. 
it would go on to gross worldwide $817 million. Just, that's a blockbuster. That is a blockbuster. And they really don't, they don't make them like this anymore. Where it's that movie, and this summer's been a really weird one for movies, because you have these big blockbusters, like right, like the biggest movies this year have been animated movies. Spider-Man. Like, like Spider-Man, yes, Spider-Man. Uh, about the about, about the Jewish attorney, uh, <laughs> John Spiderman. Uh, but Spiderman, Spiderman, and Spiderman. Don't you know my lawyers? <laughs> but I really. But you've got Super Mario movie that did really well. You've got uh, Transformers. Transformers. I don't think Transformers did super great though. I don't think it did either. Yeah, because they're like, eh, well, this one's got the Beast Wars in it, so I guess that's cool. That's why I went because I was I love Beast Wars when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, the, but that's, it's that, where like a get you. Post like everything will be on streaming soon. It's a post COVID. Do people still want to go to the theater type thing? You know, I haven't gone to see the Flash yet because I know it's doing so badly at the box office, they're going to throw that bitch on HBO Max in like, or sorry, Max. Formerly known as HBO Max. They're going to put it on Max in like a week and a half probably, just to try to recoup some kind of money. Oh, yeah. But people want to see these familiar franchises like Spider-Man and Super Mario Brothers and stuff like that. So you've got a movie like, like The Flash where they're like, this is making no money because people are just, they're they're over it. And that movie has fucking Michael Keaton in it as Batman. Yeah. It, it reprising a role that people love. Yeah, and they're like, not even Michael Keaton's going to get us to go see this thing. So. I think the closest would have been Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, those are big, those are like big event movies, but... Being post-COVID now, it's hard to see, like, that big blockbuster. I think Top Gun Maverick was that blockbuster last summer where you were Mm -hmm. getting, like, two, three weeks into the run. It's still number one. It's still packed theater every time you go see it. Yeah. But you you just don't see it anymore where you're like, oh, did you go see that? Oh, I wasn't seeing it. Because, yeah, you have everything being splintered with streaming. And, like, I'll just wait for it to come on streaming because it'll be there in, like, two weeks anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I did find a, a quick fact. The president's speech was based on Shakespeare's Henry V. Oh. Uh, very derivative of uh, Henry V and his St. Crispin's Day speech before the Battle of uh, Argoncourt is the mm-hmm. word I don't know how to say, uh, where Henry leads his outnumbered men into battle. That's uh, Michael Waldman, who served as Bill Clinton's director of speech writing from 95 to 99. Very cool. And so, this so Roland Emmerich is the director of this, and he has really only done disaster movies. Didn't which, he? Do, uh, didn't the guy that also wrote it did he did like Stargate or something like that? Maybe I know that he did. Where is he showing as director? Eric, just show me his directing credits. Um, he did okay. So he only does. Uh, did he do Stargate? He did do Stargate. Yeah, he did Stargate in 1994. So Roland Emmerich, if you look at his stuff, it's only disaster movies. Most recently, he directed Moonfall, which I did not see. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, he did do Independence Day Resurgence. He did White House Down. He did 10,000 BC. He did The Day After Tomorrow. Gojira? He did Godzilla? Yeah, he did, uh, I think it's, uh, they call that Gino in the Godzilla fandom. Because they, oh, do they? Yeah, they they call that the, the 1998 Godzilla, which everybody hates because it's a giant iguana. They Matthew were, Broad Dick. 
Yeah, the the, the fans of the Gojira series. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what'd you say? I said Matthew Broaddick. Matthew Broaddick. Oh, uh, or they, Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, they they called that Godzilla Gino G I N O, and they call it that because it, they they refer to it as Godzilla in name only. Okay. Yeah. So I remember that was uh I was really into the kaiju stuff back when that movie came out. Kaiju. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll have to do a Godzilla sometime. I would like to do that. that. The the first Godzilla is actually very, oh, you know which one we should do? We should do Shin Godzilla. Have you seen Shin Godzilla? I've rented that once and I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's really. That's why the the family video went out of business. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually, it's, Shin Godzilla is very scary. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. For sure. But overall, Brent, you watch this for the first time. You've finally seen this movie. What are your Mm -hmm. final takeaways? I mean, I liked it. I probably won't check it out again, uh, just because it's not a thing that I would seek out anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was a good movie, um, good performances. I don't know if I love Judd Hirsch in it. I just like his character, and yeah. I like him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a big blockbuster and that you've not somehow seen this, and you love aliens and all that, uh, check that out. Yeah, for sure. And it's it, it is two and a half hours long, but it doesn't feel that long. It it, ha, it it's very briskly paced. It's like yeah, balls it's pretty to the quick. Wall. It's balls to the wall. They're like aliens are coming. We're gonna blow shit up within thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, did you have an oh shit moment? Uh, when they when they blew up every building. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's also gonna be my favorite kill because uh-huh. it. Uh, actually, my favorite kill would be when they lit up the alien because uh, it's just so much. Yeah, I, I don't know that you, there's too many other moments in the movie for greatest kills unless it's all the people, you mm-hmm. know, the wife. I think when the president's wife died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of, of internal injuries? Yeah, internal bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the oh shit and the best kills, just the the big laser type stuff. And even seeing, you know, that's what those disaster movies do is uh, the day after tomorrow, the, the cover is literally the... Statue of Liberty frozen over. Yeah. When you can take those iconic, um, I don't know, monuments and destroy them, mm-hmm. it's like constants in our lives. And then you show how how massive and, and destructive these these moments are. Oh, for it's sure. It's really un- make you uncomfortable when it's like the White House, the most secure thing ever yeah. or whatever, and it's destroyed. Yeah. And like I said, when I was there, I was like, man, they really built it up nice after Independence Day. Man, they did a bang up job on this. <laughs> they did a really job. Uh, if you liked Independence Day, Brent, what would you recommend? Um, Men in Black. If you like uh, Will Smith and Alien type stuff, mm-hmm. uh, The Day After Tomorrow, twenty twelve. Trying to think, uh, what 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 do you have? Um, I think if you like this, you would uh, War of the Worlds. Uh, yeah, the the two thousand five War of the Worlds, which is okay, it's, but I think that has some really scary alien stuff in it too, with like destruction. I think obviously, if you like alien stuff, maybe go for probably Aliens if you like more of an action type thing where, where we really get them back, yeah. and then just any any disaster movie really that that we said like twenty twelve or Day After Tomorrow, any of those, basically any Roland Emmerich movie. Um, that has a disaster. Do you remember in the late 90s when everything, when, when Twister was big, and then we had like two Volcano movies come out at the same time? Yeah, Dante's Peak and Volcano. And yeah. Volcano was the one I watched with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it made me really afraid of Volcanoes for a while. 
Yeah, I was like, God, it's, it's like when uh, Peter Griffin buys buys volcano insurance. <laughs> uh, Pacific Rim, I just gave it a Google. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I've never seen that with Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Block is a, is a good one. Um, and we talked about the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and and I guess they live is another good alien one. Yeah, and then watch that, and then listen to our podcast episode. Because uh, if you don't listen to every episode, you're not going to get the in jokes, and you won't nope. see how all the you won't hear the secret message we we've been putting in every episode. That's true. You yeah. got to play it backwards at half speed. <laughs> My sweet Satan six six. <laughs> no, I say I just say that. Nor that's how I open up most shows. But... You, what, when you play it backwards, like the stairway to heaven. <laughs> All right, but, Brent, uh, so, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, if you like this podcast, be sure to leave it a review on. Apple Podcasts. We love reading all the stuff they do. We've had some very nice reviews lately uh, from some very kind people, if I can get it brought up fast enough here. Uh, Lestocksmith left us a very nice review about saying they, they love this podcast. And TV Meister left us a beautiful review at the beginning of June that I forgot to read because I'm a son of a bitch. Uh, but he referenced a lot of jokes we make on the show and things mm-hmm. he likes about it and just incredibly kind things. So thank you for that. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or leave us a five-star review on Spotify. Also, of course, like we said, you can subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes and getting your episodes early and being able to contribute your ideas for season five and uh, seasons going forward. We are going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to be off for a few weeks. We'll be back, I believe, on July 24th, we said, maybe? I think that's what you said, yeah. I just need a little So these of... are kind of bonus in between season yeah. four and five. I was like, well, July 3rd and July 4th. July 3rd is when we normally release, uh, Mondays are when we, when we release episodes anyway. So let, let's give them a little bonus. But then we're going to take a couple weeks off just to recharge, give it, give you a good show, and we'll be back on July 24th with season five, and we're kicking things off with a big one, a big series that people have been requesting, Final Destination. Yep, it's about time. Yeah. The reason a, that nobody wants to drive behind a logging truck, which yeah. I don't even think is the first one. It's but. not. But if you're if you're thinking about maybe doing some travel at, for your at the end of your summer vacation, we'll be like, nah, planes crash. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Tempting death and all that and whatnot. Yeah. But but again, so pa- forth. Yeah, but again, patreon.com slash they're coming to get you. We do appreciate all of you for subscribing. And uh that's it. I plugged everything. They're coming to get you. Barbara. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you.